Hey, Bill and Gunn, and welcome to Black Law Tribal Edition. Murumu here with you today. And guess what? We've got another show, and uh, fantastic to see where you guys are uh, uh, on the sovereignty knowledge scale. Um, I think it's about nine years now we've been doing this, at, uh, but it's, uh, it's awesome to come here every week, uh, most weeks anyway, and to discuss these matters. And you know what? Sometimes it feels like history repeats itself. And you've probably heard us talk about similar themes um, on the show. and uh, But, you know, we try and come up with some solutions as well and to let you know what the Udinji government's also up to. And joining me today is Ganyara, uh, the Attorney-General, and uh, we've got Yurulam, the Education Minister. Uh, hopefully Bumi will be on his way uh, to the studio, but if he's not, uh, if you're listening, Bumi, uh, thank you very much. And uh, safe travels where you're going about today. Um, but we're just going to start with this interesting ABC article, <coughs> which is um, very... Uh, uh, let's just say that, uh, like I said, history repeats. White man's justice letting Indigenous people down. Now, this is an article on the ABC website. It says retiring New South Wales Supreme Court top judge uh, has made that claim. On the eve of his retirement, New South Wales Supreme Court Chief Justice Tom Bathurst is calling the court out for failing Indigenous people and dragging the chain on diversity. Like a slavery chain or something. A decade after he was chosen to lead a team of about 50 judges, some things about the Supreme Court are changing quickly, he says, but others not quickly enough. The 74-year-old has welcomed the increased use of audiovisual technology forced on the court by COVID-19 lockdowns. This is what he said. Communities change, the courts need to change. There are always new ideas to make the court more efficient, he said. There's a lovely photo of him with a, a wig and uh, like a red and white Santa Claus-looking uniform. I, don't, I, I say that with all respect because that's all I can think of right now. Um, however, the top judges said the court still do not have enough women in senior roles and it needed to become more culturally diverse. This is what he said. That diversity means the community can feel closer to the court and it promotes trust in the court. People who come from different ethnic backgrounds, different gender and different sexual orientation are part of the structure. That's what he said. Chief Justice Bathurst also retires, feeling troubled by Australia's high Indigenous incarceration rate and says the justice system is letting Indigenous people down. This is what he said. It is a tool of injustice because there is a lack of appreciation of Indigenous customs. So in a sense, it is white man's justice. So there you go. There's a number of other uh, quotes in there and... Uh, things like that um, you know I think uh, it's great for these guys to, to to remind Australia that it is a white man's Australia still today because it's white man's justice in his own words I'm not making that up you know we're quoting a, a man with a wig on uh, very senior in the law community you know and um, as you can see there he's also got the um, the coat of arms with the lion and a kangaroo on there so uh, he looks a little bit like Lord Halsbury, in fact, who wrote the Laws of England. Um, similar look. Anyway, I think it's important to go through this again, Ganyara. Um, it is really white men's injustice or justice in that world. Look, Yerolam's going to have to help me out on this, you know, because I'm not very bright in the, in the world of English. Now, Yerolam, injustice, what does that actually say to you? Well, you know, this is one of the key key um, aspects culturally. You know, justice sits so strongly and ethically within cultural ways. And, of course, injustice says it all. That's what's been happening ever since, you know, the arrival of all those white, white sails so many, so many years ago. And it continues to happen. And, and as, as Moramu said, there's a cyclical fact to it. And it's not that it, it, it sort of changes much, but it just keeps rearing its head up to show, shine light on this injustice. So, so basically what you're saying, the word injustice means not justice. You know, pretty basic English pretty basic understanding they come here to set up their white australia which they which or the the british outpost in the south pacific which is what it was and it was handed over to the those who want to federate 
under the Australian Constitution at the time to to really um, leave this as the homeland of, of the Britishers, you know, the white Australia policy, as they said at the time. There can't be justice in a system that's set up based on race, you know. It's not the... It's not the Constitution is racist per se, it's the people who actually wrote the Constitution that left it racist. And they, they, those were the white people that sat in the, the great halls, you know, the assemblies, the, the places of government, the, you know, the House of Reps, the Senate and all that. And their, policy, their, their beliefs were, the Indigenous were not worthy of saving, they weren't worthy of taking part in the life of the state, uh, they weren't they were subhuman, they weren't intelligent enough to, to participate in Australia, so let's leave them out and let them die, the dying race. Uh, so that's exactly what they've done, you know, and so why would an Aboriginal, someone of Aboriginal descent, want to participate in the life of the Commonwealth of Australia, in the life of the state, if there's no justice for them? You know, and this bloke actually said it right. It's a tool of injustice, no justice. It's because those people who come here set up a world for their, for their people and not for the dying race. Now, this is very, very important stuff to understand. So why would you want to take part in that? Why don't you go back to your sovereignty, the one that's been acknowledged in the Uluru Statement from the Heart? You know, this is where the, the constitutional experts got together in Australia, black, white and brindle, they were all, all races in that, and they said that the sovereignty has not been ceded. It actually coexists. The sovereignty of the Indigenous nations coexist with that of the Australian Crown. Why don't you go back to there, establish your, your governments, your legislative bodies, your representative bodies, and converse with Australia or talk to Australia through your Minister for Foreign Affairs. This is how real nations work. Now, Uluru says the Indigenous nations were the first nations on this country by about 60,000 years. You know, so they've been here a hell of a long time and they're still here and they say that the sovereignty has not been ceded and that the sovereignty is the ownership of the soil, of the land um, and if we haven't ceded it, we still retain ownership over the land, over the country, over our resources. It's only when we go and take part in Australia where we go and get no justice, where they're getting locked up all the time, where they're getting bashed by, as this bloke said, it's a tool of injustice. It's just the native troopers are keeping you in there to try and get a few of their miserable coins... A few little pennies, the Aussie dollar, try and get that so that you can eke out a little living and feed your family, but you, you lose all your authority, you lose all you say over your resources, over your country, over your people, and you get injustice into the bargain. This is not the world for Aboriginal people. It's not the world for blackfellas. Our place is back where our sovereignty really is that coexists with that of Australia, but the most important part is it was first in time and it's still there. First in time is, is best in law go back and rebuild it, take charge, of, take charge of your country, of your resources, take charge of your world. This is, this is the important part about this. Now, most, most Aboriginal peoples don't know that this is there, that they can go and do this. They're all being bashed by the state, by the native troopers. You know, you'll get shot or you'll get poisoned flour or you'll get pox-ridden blankets. You know, this is what we are getting. That's why there is no justice. As this bloke said, it is injustice all the way. Uh, I don't know how much more has to be said before people want to go back to reinvigorate their law, to revitalise all their institutions, to bring it all back into, back into play where it rightfully belongs so that we can offer a treaty to Australia. Now, that was the, <clears throat> the, the big week saying that now, like this week, right? If I go to Human Rights website here, Indigenous Deaths in Custody, Arrest, Imprisonment and Most Serious Offences... This is way back, this report here. Indigenous people were 17 times likely more likely to be arrested than non-Indigenous people. The overrepresentation rate in Western Australia is four times the national average. Incarceration of Indigenous people in Australia has increased by 61% between 1988 and 1995. So this, this, this is stats from the 90s I'm reading now. It's not today. So this has been going on for some time now. Now, <clears throat> the Yurindji government wasn't formed... Uh, officially at this time uh, in the 90s, right? That's when ATSIC was around and all that kind of stuff. But now that we've got our office in place, we've got our police in place, we've got our courts in place. So this is providing relief to that system that the Chief Justice has just said white men's justice is letting Aboriginal people down. All right? So we can talk to the cows come home or to the roos come back, uh, everything else. But at the end of the day, 
everyone listening to this particular message now has a responsibility. You can't say you didn't know. You can't keep saying and complaining about the system if you know there's a solution to it. Now, we're not saying that ours is a solution for you. All we are saying is have a look at it because for us, right now, there is not one Yudinji citizen in jail. There is not one Yudinji citizen bought, um, uh, in, in the Yudinji court. Um, you know, there might be in the future, but we're building it. The Yudinji nation and the Yudinji government opened up the law season here for the Supreme Court of Queensland. That's what they call grantor-grantee relationship. They needed our permission to open up their court. Okay? So don't bite the hand that feeds you, basically. That's what it means. So that's what we're saying. Go out there, look after Australia, look after Queensland. Like I said, the Indigenous Law is here to protect the Queen of Australia, the Queensland Parliament, the, the Australian Parliaments, the, all the courts, everything created by and subject to the Commonwealth Constitution Act uh, of Australia 1901. Everything that Australia has created, the Indigenous Law is here to protect it. And that's really important. Okay? This isn't about. You know, you, unfortunately, I've got to say that there's a war going on in Russia, in Ukraine, between them two. Uh, conflict or war, whatever you want to call it. They've got guns, they've got tanks. You might notice that Yudinji hasn't fired one shot. And we're trying to keep the Commonwealth of Australia alive and together. All right? That's how we do it here. That's the leadership from the elders. That's the peace that is required around the world. Sit down, talk, work it out. And I think that's what uh, we can bring to the table. In fact, on Twitter, I offered the Yudinji uh, Territory as a potential negotiating space, uh, which would be truly neutral between um, uh, the Ukraine and, and the Russian delegates, uh, delegations. Um, so, you know, this is what we need to do. We need to let the people know what's going on here on the Yudinji Territory, and the law is here to help. The law is... Uh, you know, it's very kind. It's it's natural and spiritual. It's it's many different shapes and forms, right? But one thing's really important, and that is the rule of law. Okay, the rule of law is something that all uh, people should aspire to, because it is that basic foundation that will help societies maintain peace, order, and good government. Actually. On, the, on that fact of, of uh, large-scale large war, just a little fun fact for the, for the day, by the way, that the Australian continent is the only place where there has never been a full-scale war, you know, as, as in between nations, with the Aboriginal people, that is. There was a bit of a, a skirmish with the Japanese and Australia during the Second World War, but in all the Aboriginal nations, for their 60 or 70,000 years of inhabitation or ownership of the place, there has never been any large-scale war amongst those Indigenous nations on this continent. This is the only continent, by the way, where it has never been, where, where we can honestly say that. Um, the other world, you know, Europe, the US, uh, you know, the North America, South America, Africa, it's all been conflict, conflict, conflict. These are the civilised worlds, by the way, having this war all the time. Every time you turn around, they're fighting and squabbling and arguing. But the Aboriginal people here had, had, a, had like you say, the rule of law. The rule of law is you try to Im impose your law of your nation on the neighbouring um, nation or society. So that, that's what I'm saying. The fun fact is this is the place where there has never been any large-scale war, period. And I'm not saying it was perfect here because we did have laws and death penalties and stuff like that, and, you know, people were banished from their uh, tribal societies for doing wrong things. There were sorcerers. There were uh, people who uh, probably uh, killed children and, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff, stole women and whatnot. We know that. Chopping heads off and things like that. You know, that, those things have been documented in various societies. But one thing is there is the law, and it's never been seen, it's never died, it's never been uh, extinguished, and that's the thing that remains today. We need to use that law to give relief and comfort to all the men and women who hold an Australian identity of some sort. And um, that's what this is all about, you know. I think uh, uh, we can't be any more uh, plainer than that. But anyway, we're going to go to a break. You're listening to Black Lord Tribal Edition right across the country. 
on your favourite radio station, Bummer Bipper at 98.7 FM. I can't lie, reminisce a back home where the starlight shine. Think of a place like mine, where I ease my mind. Right back on country, everything went fine. But in these concrete jungles where I lay my head, I feel best for where I am because I could be dead. I stay shooting for the stars, but use a different kind of lead. With a different kind of bread, with some different kind of bread. I'm a young black king for my young black kin. Proud of this melanin up under my brown skin. And if we never win, as long as he went in, they say we living in sin. That's the words that they sing. I'm just waiting for the day that I'll be back home And my daughter's all grown Also she can be shown Where her ancestors roam And the Gomorrah own And the me high flow That's where I call home I'm a long way from my country It's a long time since I've reappeared Where the red dirt fly across the clear blue sky Run away cause you might get speared I'm a long way away from my country It's a long time since I've reappeared where the red dirt fly across the clear blue sky Run away cause you might get speed I'm a long way away I'm a long way away Said I'm a long way away Yeah, I'm a long way away I'm a long way away, but I still feel you in my spirit. You hear it in these lyrics, I ain't one for the gimmicks. I hold it down for my people, I'm hoping all of you feel it. I do this all for our healing, I never try to conceal it. I feel the wind across my arms, the heat on my face. I'm free like a dinner one, they still trying to get a taste. I'ma stay forever calm, just don't get up in this space. If you do, then I'ma put you in your place. I'm a young black man, I'm Bidjigul land. But these Gomorrah hands turn a brick, water sand. I'ma do this for the fam, I don't think they understand. Everything will go with plan before we go back to the land i'm a long way from my country it's a long time since i've reappeared where the red dirt fly across the clear blue sky run away cause you might get speared i'm a long way away from my country it's a long time since i've reappeared where the red dirt fly across the clear blue sky run away cause you might get speared i'm a long way away i'm a long way away said i'm a long way away
one thing that I know The secrets come, the secrets go Only one thing that I know Got the secret, gotta keep it down low Got the secret, babe, let nobody know Hey, welcome back to the program. Uh, Black Law Tribal Edition, Moromu Gurudam uh, Ganyara here with you today. Um, we've been a little bit busy and um, the, uh, oh, the Attorney-General can t- discuss this. So, uh, Ganyara, you've been extremely busy over the last uh, week or so, two weeks, well, for the last nine years really, but I think uh, very, very uh, interesting. Some of the interesting laws that have been passed, including the Criminal Offences Act, uh, can you talk about some of those things and um, uh, the importance of those acts, but also why uh, our government needed to uh, look at those particular um, pieces of legislation? With with any good government comes the ability to enact laws, you know, that, that are suitable for your society, that uh, the aspiration or reflect the aspiration of your society, of your people. Um, that's, that's the most important part. You know, this is just stuff that's not made up just for the, at a whim. You know, we just got to do this because it feels good or feels bad, whatever. Um, but we had to revisit a number of acts, but we also had to enact a bit more. You know, we get bills before the parliament, get into, get into legislation. So uh, a, a big one is, you know, that with the Adinji Nation, with its release of its, um, its digital currency now, um, we actually had to uh, amend or at older the the Reserve Bank Act, so you know that's that's one that was taken a hell of a lot uh, to do in doing that. Then we had to amend the Financial Institutions Act and the regulations to reflect the the changes in the Reserve Bank Act. So there, there's all the stuff that's got to go on. If you by doing one thing, you affect multiple things. Um, but with the digital currency, uh, you know, being released recently, uh, it wasn't so much reflected in legislation. So we had to alter it all to bring that into play. Um, the other stuff then that, that really needed to be changed or amended was the Criminal Offences Act, you know, as in counterfeiting the, the um, digital currency, you know, should anyone try to do that? Um, there are criminal, uh, there are penalties for that. Um, but it is, it, it is a complex uh, situation when you start getting into legislation because the world, your society com- comprises of rules and, and ideas and thoughts and you've got to get them onto paper. Um, so that other people can see it, you know. Um, some of your some of your laws, you know, maybe a bit antiquated, you know, as in um, the death penalty by spearing, for example. Maybe there's more humane ways uh, of doing that, or should you be doing it at all? You know, it, it's this sort of concept where we've got to start to think very seriously about what our society stands for. You know, the indigenous societies, like I said before, have stood for so long that there's never been any large-scale war amongst the indigenous nations on this continent. The only continent that can honestly say that um, just shows how civilised the indigenous nations are compared to the, the civilised Western world. You know that they'd come here with with poison uh, flour and, and and guns and pox-ridden blankets. You name it, they'd done everything wrong according to their Bible. Yet they are the ones that hold their hand up and say, "I'm the, they're the civilised ones." You know, but our society is modernising its its uh, legislation. It's modernising its rules. It's modernising the. The institutions um, that come about with this, you know, um, we've had to change some of the the uh, the, the uh, I suppose sections in the Magistrates Court Act. You know, then the, that affects the Supreme Court Act, and it just goes on and on to reflect this. You know, just by simply ch- talking about digital currency. Uh, once again, this is all about education. You know, where do we start now? Do we start educating the old people, or, as Yurlam will say, it's the kids where we've got to learn all this stuff. Yeah, of course. And if you look traditionally, the um, the way that things have always been learnt is through the role models of the elders. And it's um, it's the modern sense where things are now written down. But of course, our children learn from birth. From the moment they come to us, they arrive with their own unique um, personalities. And to that, um, through the examples of elders, uncles, aunties, they grow up and learn these things. And of course, with with uh, with the, the family acting 
culturally appropriately, well then that's the way they're going to, the kids are going to sort of grow up and learn. And then you know, as they become older and move into teenage years, you know, it's all what uh, Ganyara was just referring to, you know, all these written laws and so forth, but you know, most of it has always been here. It's, it's, all of it, you know, all of the laws, all of the acts, all the morality has always been in this country and in this nation and all the nations of this continent. Well, that actually brings about the question, you know, what I was just saying before. This is the only continent where there's never been large-scale war. So in, in, in reference to that, quite obviously in Europe, the children are, are taught a different thing, a different way. You know, when you start to think about this, the, the world of conflict and argument, where are they learning this from? Where, where are the, the people who are at war, where are they learning the ability to, to engage in argument and conflict all the time, you know? We want to take their territory off. We want to do this. We want to do that. We want to go and steal country off the indigenous people on the other side of the world by standing on an island which is thousands of miles away from people's land you've claimed. Where, as you said, the moral issues. When Cook done that, when Captain Cook done that, you know, in, in mid-1770s, where was his morals? He was told to come out. His orders were to come out here and buy a piece of land or buy something or do a deal with the natives, if they're here, to get a bit of land. Yet he got on his boat, he was, chased, he, he was chased away from all the mainland part, on his boat, he was hunted out, you know, and then he got up to the top end of Australia, up there between New Guinea and, and, and um, the pointy end of Australia, and said, I claim the whole east coast right down to Tasmania in the name of the king. He didn't tell them people in Tasmania he'd claimed it. He didn't tell anyone in New South Wales that he'd claimed it. He didn't tell anyone in Queensland. Well, that's interesting, because when the Yurindji... <coughs> formed its map, its territory, outlined the territory, we asked everybody, the Pope, the Queen, the UN Secretary-General, down to old mate at the local police station uh, on our territory. And um, no one said that they had a stronger claim to this land than the Yudinji. So it's pretty clear that you can make claims left, right and centre. When Burnham Burnham went to England with an Aboriginal flag and stuck it on the, 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 the seashores of Dover or wherever it was, they laughed at him. You can't do that. In fact, I think you've said this a number of times, uh, Ganyara, <clears throat> that there's only a few ways you can lose territory. That is through conquest or the tribe cede the territory. Uh, or um, it's bought. Now, you can't... As much as Russia will try and, and, and take over Ukraine, if Ukraine is a sovereign state, it can't lose its status. And uh, uh, that's what I'm saying. There can only be... Um, the Ukraine will forever m remain as Ukraine. They've got their own culture and language there, right? <clears throat> so... The same here. It's not extinguished. You can't extinguish it. The same with Croatia, for example. Before 1990s, they had their own language. They were Catholics, you know. Uh, they had their own cultural and traditions uh, that were different to the Serbian Orthodox or the, the Muslim Bosnians, for example. They got their own state. They only had a central bank in 1993 for the first time, or 91, around there. So before then, they didn't have a central bank. All right? So these are the things that are going on around the world. <clears throat> on this continent, I tell you what, this is the best place to be. <clears throat> Pardon me. Because all the tribes hold their sovereignty. Don't listen to anyone to say, oh, you've been extinguished, or your law's been extinguished. You know, that's a load of rubbish. Demonstrably fallacious is one of my favourite terms just fairy tale stuff you know so what does this mean i said to you before if you're listening to this information now you got no excuse you might have a few but you got to pass that on if you can't do it you pass it on to somebody else someone younger or, or someone a bit more of a you know free time to do it you might be looking after 10 kids for all i know that's important you might be on dialysis that's important. But you can tell somebody else from your mob to look at this. So that's all we're saying here. 
We're not saying go and form it up in the, you know, like these pop-up art stores or stores or whatever it is, a pop-up gallery. You can't just do pop-up governments. Um, you've got to do it proper way. And that's going to take a bit of time. That's why we're here, to share that information for free. Okay? So I'm going to jump off my high horse because um, it's really important to remember that, you know, we didn't know this nine years ago. <clears throat> we're not experts, but we're certainly kicking goals. And that's the main thing. You've got to uh, have a go, I reckon, uh, and that's the main thing. But um, anyway, I think... Uh, some of these laws are very interesting to look at and some of these criminal offences uh, laws uh, include whipping and, and stuff like from the South Pacific nations um, as we know in America and Japan and elsewhere they've got death penalties there Saudi Arabia uh, they'll behead people um, maybe uh, in the US they'll uh, electrocution or lethal injection things like that you know I don't want that here but uh, um you know, those, those things are already around uh, the world, that is. And um, we just have to be sensible about this. And the Commonwealth of Australia is, you know, uh, as I mentioned last week, is, is not supplying the vaccinations for our citizens. Um, you know, I'm a bit, bit worried about that. Uh, a bit worried that they're... Um, dragging their feet and uh, you know this is uh, bordering on uh, if not <clears throat> under our uh, definitions and from our perspective genocidal uh, but Ganyara I'll, I'll let you talk about that well actually in the ICJ only just yesterday the 27th there's actually a, an action filed yeah this, this, uh, no, no just on yesterday an action was filed between Ukraine and Russia What's at the, the ICJ, ICJ? What's that? the International Court of Justice. Now, it's about the attempt of genocide. The, the mention of there's attempted genocides both ways. They're saying that, that the Russians are accusing the Ukrainians of, of genocide of the people in the Donsk area. And then the Ukrainians are saying, well, they, they consider the Russian influence that Donsk is part of Russia or you know, a separate state is genocide. So there is actually genocide. Uh, there's a case for genocide before the courts right now as of yesterday. Uh, that's going to be an interesting one to watch. But hang on, hang on. Didn't didn't Paul Keating say we done the murdering? Yeah. You know, didn't how? Try to blame him for it. <laughs> did, didn't Howard say we took the place without consent? Yeah. You know, didn't they say let's let's try and assimilate them into the nation? Um, yeah. You know, genocide has taken place. What, what was the stolen generation all about? Oh, you know, I'm rather dumb and stupid. I, I, you know, but look at it. No, that's white man's justice. That's white man's justice. They said it today, or whatever it was. That, uh, what's his name? The, the Chief Justice there. You know, I've got to write him a letter and uh, say thank you because, you know, what he's saying is right. So, you know, we try and do that. When, when Australians say these types of things, we, we actually try and follow it up with a letter uh, to say thanks for, for telling the truth because it all helps. But that's what I'm saying now. Uh, you know, these examples of genocide and, and claims of genocide in, in recent times in the European continent now... Um, you know, uh, Australia is the, the main actor for that. You know, and that's what I'm saying. It's just, it's. Uh, I don't want to see any Australian go before the international criminal courts and things like that. You know, I'd rather we sort it out here in private. You know, hey, look, you know, stop doing that. That's very naughty. You know, come and sit down with us and have a cup of tea and a lemon myrtle dingy tea, and maybe a bit of um, one of those Johnny pancake things. Johnny cakes and uh, you know on the on the in a camp somewhere in the bush or on the esplanade, sitting down with the, the locals, uh, that would be nice. But no, they want to kick the can down the road. They don't want to reply to us. They don't want to ring us back. You know, Murray got phone now. You didn't you got phone? We got email here. We got another computer in this office, by the way. So that's what I'm saying. There's all this uh, all these mechanisms that we've created for settlement. And for a new, new, new way forward, the European way is stale. Look at them; they're still fighting barbarians, savages. savages. That's what they would call our mob here, you know. So that's what we're saying. We've got something to share with the world, and I'm, you know, I'm joking a lot on this too, a little bit cheeky, but in a way that you're trying to keep your attention, keep you, uh, 
on this show here because we've got to do it. Otherwise, if we don't do it, it's never going to happen. And you're going to 40 years or 50 years down the track. Let's, let's fast forward 10,000 years down the track. You're still going to have a judge saying, oh, white man's justice failed the Aboriginal people because a leopard cannot change its spots. You've got to tame the animal. You can feed it when it's a baby, but one time when it's like senile and old, it'll jump and bite you and kill you. Anyway, I'm rambling on now, so we're going to go to a break. I need that coffee. You're listening to Black Law Tribal Edition right across the planet.
Welcome back to the program. Uh, we've had that coffee, and uh, it's a bit sensible now. Uh, so we're all, we're all taking it easy, and I've, I've made sure that the other ministers are going to behave, and because um, they've been a little bit unusual today, to say the least. But I would say that um, the final comments, uh, Ganyara and Yaron. Probably the biggest thing is to know who you are and know that there's nothing in, in Australia for, for blackfellas at this stage until they change their tune. And I don't feel that a 97% majority of, of whitefella, you know, against 3% blackfella is going to change its uh, tune anytime soon. So why not? What have you actually got to lose? To, to go back to your world, revitalise your law. It doesn't cost much, you know. There's a little bit of, uh, actually a lot of effort involved. Um, but there's not much in the way of dollars, you know, so you don't need a lot of money. But to do this stuff, go back, because if you don't do it, who will? Do you live for the kids? You know, is that fair on them? Yeah, absolutely. Kanyara and, yeah, it's, it's simply that one fact that's been repeated so many times that yeah, sovereignty has never been ceded. So every hour of every day, the opportunity is there to take it up. Yes, well, I think the same goes, you know, um, in, what happens in Australia will stay in Australia. Uh, these white men's justices or injustices, um, by their own admission, whether it's a big wig or a politician saying that, you know, uh, they're belligerent occupiers or academics saying that, um, you've got no excuse now, guys. That's what I'm saying. You, you have to gonna act on this. Um, by all means, if you want to participate in Australia and use your membership to change within, you have every right to do that, and we uh, will try and protect it as much as we can with our law here. And um, But if you also want to go back to your sovereignty, then that's where we are very interested in, 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 in supporting and finding out who you are and, um, you know, how do you create your legal personalities and, and things like that, you know. So I think that's really important. Um, anyway, <clears throat> that's it for us. 
May God's peace be upon you in the mighty name of Yeshua Hamashiach, Jesus Christ, the anointed one. And we'll catch you next week. Take care and look after yourself. Found connection with the place of home where muddy water and fresh air was our favorite cologne. Bastion, Coburn Rangers, and all of the five rivers. That side alone remind us ancestors are still with us. Fresh fish for dinner, go and a turkey for dinner. Hunting packs, but we don't want that Jawadi to get us walking down the highway. The tourists are taking pictures, I do now, but back then I really never used to get it. How beautiful and lucky we are to call this place home, come to think about it. That's why we never stayed home, always. I didn't about remember St. Joe's days. Mango tree where we ate, grassless over we played. Final bell lines parked the next stop. Salty plum, sugar, tamarind, and pop rocks. Boys play football, girls play hopscotch. Any beast drive, fast, we don't make it drop, drop. We'll spin for doof when we was little kids. Hat fights turn real when we were little kids. Street lights meant home when we were little kids. Dark times, still not home, yeah, we were little shit. True God, fast forward a few years. State school, familiar faces and new peers. Went from wearing blue to an orange uniform. The moment their reunion was formed. Cliff kid for life, win them boy till I die. No text messages, flick your hand in the sky. 
that's how, that's by, what now, he right, English, Creole, two worlds, hand signs, catch it, catch it, catch it up, young men always up to something, they break at the bakery doing nothing, cruise around town with the bros, music pumping, or trying to find us a wifey, window jumping, teenagers with no favor, so we have us tonight, the way you earn your straps, the way you handle the fight, we know the protocol, so to the elders polite, respect your elders or they knock out your lights, it's a cultural right, my big bros got a license, dangerous, my big bros, 18 plus, dangerous, all we got is open road, that's dangerous, full tank, full esky, where they taking us, now that's the question that they want to know, kiss my mama, my nan, and tell them I gotta go, country music playing as soon as we hit the road, hey country music, where I'm from, not a single soul, well, school didn't finish it, wasn't good with listening, knew it wasn't for me, common sense was kicking in, clearest day, I'm different, I'm hoping in the best way, traveling the country while my brothers finish 10th grade, four states in 10 days, it kind of mean no leg space, homesick but living in the moment was my best trait, the things I've seen by the age of 16, the type of things you consider a dream, Mr. Work Hard, Play Hard, same routine, sometimes a little too hard, but what's life without battle scar, I make it home every once in a while, welcome home with a smile, my friends be going up quick, a few of them having kids, I lost a few on the way, they're feeling really as shit, for that reason won't quit, Windham made me like this, turned a boy to a warrior like a river a king, and you know that's the way that it is, so here's a message to the next gen, head up high, you're never gonna make a change if you're never gonna drop. Dallas Woods, representing the EK, 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 you know what it is, thank you very much, much love, peace out.